Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, college students across the country are going to their classes today, some with a little bit of a skip in their step, knowing that some of their student loans will be forgiven or wiped out. But some of them may be uh, whistling past the graveyard just a little bit. Because as always, when it comes to these kinds of things, especially those done by executive order or the swipe of a pen, is that they may actually have to pay some taxes on that canceled debt. What? (laughs) I know some are questioning that today. Will McBride is the vice president of federal tax policy and the uh, Stephen J. Enton Fellow in Economics at the Tax Foundation. And Will joins us on the line. Uh, Will, this is one of those things that, again, if you're not – Thinking past the headline and the bumper sticker, uh, there are some ramifications even to this cancellation of of some of this debt. Sure, sure. Thanks for having me. Uh, right. I mean, this is this clearly a huge benefit uh, for uh, a lot of folks, uh, some some millions of student borrowers. Um, but it is uh, also a taxable event. That's the standard treatment of of uh, debt forgiveness. In the tax code, there are certain exceptions, um, and the big one at the federal level that applies here is in the American Rescue Plan that was passed last year. Um, This is uh, exempt from federal tax uh, through 2025, Uh, so this this debt forgiveness would not uh, be subject to tax. Um, Maybe future rounds would would be subject to tax, but not not this year. but then at the state level, there's, uh, there, is, there is an issue there. Uh, most states uh, uh, follow these same standard rules on uh, what, is, what, is, what is included in taxable income. And so the standard rule is that you include um, any, any discharge of debt. And so uh, many states will be reacting to this situation possibly uh, in the next few weeks or months um, and as they get pressure from the student borrowers to avoid uh, getting uh, hit by state uh, taxes. But as far as we can tell, our, our state team has looked at it, and there are several states where this would be um, likely subject to tax. Um, and, you know, we, we've got a, an estimate on, on our website about uh, for a $10,000 discharge of debt, um, the it's it would incur uh, several hundred dollars of state income tax liability up to eleven hundred dollars in uh, Hawaii um, in uh, several other states it's it's closer to five or six hundred dollars 
All right. And so as, uh, as you look at that, again, it's always uh, an interesting thing to think through that that debt forgiveness uh, really is taxable income. Uh, you had a, an example on your site in terms of, you know, someone who might be making 35000 a year owes 20000 uh, So how would that actually play out in reality? Uh, right. So it's uh, it's uh, simply something you have to add to your taxes when you file uh, in the spring. Um, and and it, again, it's exempt at the federal level uh, through a special provision of the American Rescue Plan. But uh, at the state level, there's no such uh, currently in these states. Uh, there is no such uh, exception here. And so it would be included in taxable income and subject to the tax rates that apply uh, to the taxpayer in each state. So, uh, you know, vary from state to state. But uh, if there's no, if you're in a state with no income tax, then uh, no problem. But um, uh, most states have an income tax um, in the uh, single digit rates. Um, and so uh, that, you know, say a, a 5% tax rate would apply to that, uh, say, $10,000 or, or $20,000 of, of discharged debt. Yeah. Uh, so that that's how you get to uh, that, that uh, added tax liability there. Yeah. And look at some of the other components. We've been trying to get beyond just kind of the headlines that uh, rolled out late last week as the president made the formal announcement uh, on this uh, program. And uh, one of the things that I know you all have been trying to get to at the at the tax foundation is what's the real cost of this going to be? There were uh, a lot of uh, back and forth, even amongst the uh, administration within the administration, some saying it's all paid for, some saying we don't know, some saying, well, it all depends. Uh, what's, what's your best guess uh, in terms of what does this really cost in the end? Well, um, our, our best guess is that it's very expensive. Uh, it's uh, certainly the, the most expensive executive action um, that we are aware of in, in history. Hmm. Uh, it's pretty uh, unprecedented. Uh, it's not. It's not a new. You know, it's a, a, a completely in a, a category of its own there. Um, and as such, I'm not a lawyer, but I uh, understand there, this. This will be challenged in the courts. Um, and but I mean, if they're, they're, so our best uh, estimate is uh, you know based on what many other uh, uh, folks have done. Uh, people that are really focused on this issue. Uh, Tim Wharton um, has a, a, uh, a bunch of folks that are uh, focused on spending, modeling uh, these kind of spend, spending programs. And um, their estimate is uh, actually it has a pretty wide range, uh, depending on how students react to some of these aspects of this executive action. So their range is anywhere from $605 billion to over one trillion, um, and that is the most uh, complete estimate that I have seen. And so, this is a very expensive program. Uh, just to give you an idea, the American Rescue Plan last year, which um, by many accounts is what uh, uh, greatly contributed to our inflation crisis by spending so much money, um, sending out checks, et cetera, when it was not needed. Uh, last spring, uh, that was 1.9 trillion. So where this thing could be approaching that kind of expenditure, um, and it, it is an expenditure in the sense that, of course, 
uh, an, expen an expenditure that matters for inflation because uh, think about it, folks that have this debt hanging overhanging them and suddenly do not, uh, well, they suddenly don't have to save, uh, put money aside, uh, thinking about, you know, how do they pay down this debt? Uh, instead, they can spend it, uh, take that money and uh, spend it, uh, you know, say on a vacation, yeah. uh, a new car, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And that, that's how you get, uh, you know, uh, more inflation. And so I, I do think this is going to make the inflation crisis worse. It's not going to be as uh, probably as bad as the uh, and as poorly timed as the American Rescue Plan last spring, but it's uh, going in the wrong direction. Yeah, uh, great insight. Appreciate you joining us on the program today. And again, really important to think through all the details. Will McBride, Vice President of Federal Tax Policy at the Tax Foundation. Uh, William, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. All right, uh, some some really crucial things to look at there. One, if you're receiving this, it will be taxable income, uh, whatever that amount is, uh, whether that's 10000 or 20000 uh, the cost of this, we, we know, is going to be high. Nobody really is quite sure, uh, but everyone does seem to agree that it will fall somewhere between $605 billion and north of $1 trillion. Uh, we also know the distribution of the benefits gets skewed to the high end. 70% uh, of debt relief accrues to borrowers in the top 60% of income distribution. Uh, and then you have to kind of look at the flip side of that, that the the cost of inflation, the cost of inflation skews towards the low end because it hits the price of food and gas, energy, shelter, and other necessities because those things go up. And so there's really a compounding effect there. And then I also thought it was interesting that Will pointed out uh, that there is a, a pretty high likelihood that this does end up in court, that there will be some challenges as to whether or not a president of either political party has the authority and the power uh, to do a $1 trillion debt forgiveness uh, motion with the stroke of a pen. Uh, that will definitely be debated and probably argued in the courts in the months to come. All right, that's going to wrap up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We have much to come in hour number two as we continue the conversation, trying to dig a little bit deeper, trying to find the higher ground of common ground. We'll step aside for top of the hour news. Stay with us. We'll be right back. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.